Good morning. What a joy it has been for myself to be here sharing with you. This is a beautiful campus, and God is at work at IWU. Can you give the Lord a clap offering today? What are you thirsty for? That's the question that I posed to you, a question that came to me from God the Holy Spirit. A journey started, a journey that went upward, inward, and outward. The journey continues even today. And yesterday morning, I took you to the book of Corinthians, where we began to look at three conditions that man can find himself in. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14 says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are spiritually discerned. The natural man is a religious man, a man who might be familiar with church, who might regularly go to services, but does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so spiritual things are foolishness. And then the Bible goes on to speak about the carnal man. The carnal man, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 3, sorry, reading from verse 1 to 5, Paul says, And I could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, for you are carnal. Instead of feeding you with meat, I've had to give you milk. There is envy and strife and divisions among you. And so we understand that the carnal man can be a person who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. They are saved, but not sanctified. They have asked Christ in to their heart, but they have not made a total commitment to Jesus Christ. They are not fully surrendered. And time would not allow me to deal more with the carnal man. Today, I'd like to take you to the next condition that a person can experience, and that is the spiritual man, the man that is surrendered, the woman that has made that total commitment. And as a result of their commitment to Christ, they are now walking in the love of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is the passage that we'll be looking at today. And I'll be reading for you the first, well, 13 verses. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. 
Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as also even also as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Father, we thank you for your word today. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and light to our path. Spirit of the living God, use me, hide me, and pour me out to your people. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Tony C. tells of an incident that happened to him some time ago. He was headed to work along his usual route. And it wasn't unusual for him to pass a number of transient or homeless people. Occasionally, they would blurt out the usual panhandling request for money. And generally, he ignored them. But on this particular day, a woman, a bag lady, whom he had seen before in his mad dash to get from A to B, came shuffling by, holding a steaming cup of coffee from a local donut shop. Their eyes met. He forced a smile. She stopped, put down her disheveled coat and bags, and said, hey, mister, would you like a sip of my coffee? Now, if you were Tony C., what would you do? Well, Tony began to walk away. But then he stopped. He turned around, walked back to that homeless woman, and said to her, yes, I would like to take a sip of your coffee. Remember, she's homeless, she's dirty, she smells. But her hand now is extended, and Tony takes the cup, and he sips. And he is amazed, because the coffee had to be the most delicious coffee he had ever tasted in a long time. Isn't this good? She said, yes, it's remarkably good. But then he said to her, but lady, why did you stop? And why did you offer me this coffee? And she said to him, it tasted so good that I just had to share it with someone. I'd like to speak to you on the subject today. Love is kind. And the mature believer the one who is no longer a child struggling with childish things is one who now walks in love. The very love that compelled Christ 
to come to earth and die on our behalf. The mature believer is one who walks in love and so exhibits kindness to those around him. What is kindness? Kindness is essentially gracing someone's life with good. It can be shown in big or small ways, and often it is the small things that a kind person does that rarely, rarely, rarely makes a mark in another person's life. To speak a word of encouragement, to give to someone in need, to lend to a neighbor, to telephone or write someone who is going through a sorrowful experience to visit the sick or the bereaved, to befriend a lonely person. My friends, it is essential that we be kind. It is in our kindness that we show the love of Jesus. It was Stephen Grellett who wrote, I expect to pass through this world but once. Any good, therefore, that I can do or any kindness that I can show to a fellow creature, let me do it now. Let me not to defer, let me not defer to neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. Kindness. I heard a story about a woman who was standing at a bus stop. She had just cashed her, her tax refund check, and so she was carrying a little bit more money than she usually would and was very nervous about that. She glanced around and, and noticed a shabbily dressed man standing nearby. As she watched this man, she saw another man walk up to him, hand him some money, and whisper something in his ear. She was so touched by this act of kindness that she decided to do the same. And so in a burst of, of generosity, she reached into her purse, took out $10, handed it to the man, and whispered to him, never despair, never despair. The next day when she came to the bus stop, there he was again. But this time the man walked up to her handed her $110. Dumbfounded, she asked, what's this? He said, you won, lady. Never despair paid 10 to 1. Some of you may get it tomorrow. <laughs> now, I can't promise you that every act of kindness will pay you 10 to 1. At times, kindness may cost you something. But friends, when we walk in love, we display the grace of God to those around us. Three thoughts quickly in reference to love. Love is kind. Principle number one, the principle of kindness the principle of kindness. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32, this is what we read. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And so the word kind, it means to be gentle. It means to be caring. It means to be helpful, to be courteous, to be good, 
to be giving, to shower favor upon others. The principle of kindness. As we examine this principle, we see the example of Jesus. For he exemplified love. And so the word of the Lord lets us know that Jesus was kind to the one who betrayed him. In John chapter 13 and verse 11, the Bible says, For he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, You are not all clean. I believe that Jesus gave Judas an opportunity. Judas was a part of the inner circle. But Judas made a decision to betray Christ and so went out into perdition. But friends, he was given an opportunity. Jesus loved the one who betrayed him. Have you ever been betrayed? If it hasn't happened yet, continue living. Sooner or later, one that you love, one that you give yourself to, one that you extend yourself for, may just betray you. And when they do, how should you respond? Love them anyhow. Because the Bible says, charity never faileth. Jesus was kind to the one who denied him. John 13, 37, Peter said unto him, Lord, why cannot I follow thee now? I will lay down my life for thy sake. And you know the story, that the cock, the cock would crow, and Peter would say, I don't know this man. And yet, when Jesus Christ arose from the dead and would speak to Mary, he would mention in Mark 16, 7, go and call Peter. Even though Peter had denied him, Jesus had forgiven him. Have you ever been denied? Have you ever been taken advantage of? How do you respond? How do you treat people who hurt you? Love them. Jesus was kind to the ones who forsook him. Matthew 26, 56 says, Then all the disciples forsook him and fled. How did Jesus treat that group? Well, when he was resurrected, he appeared to them and showed them only love. Oh, my friends, charity never faileth. And mature believers walk in love. They not only talk of love, but they flesh out love. Some time ago, Sunshine Magazine carried a story about a psychology professor. It seemed that he had no children of his own, yet he had definite ideas about how parents should express love to their children. And so if he saw a neighbor scolding a child, he would tell the parent to love the child and not punish him. One afternoon, the professor was doing some repair work on a concrete driveway leading to his garage. After several hours of exhausting work, the job was finished. And as the professor was going into his house, he saw a mischievous little boy putting, guess what, his foot into the fresh cement. What do you think he did? He rushed over. He grabbed the boy and was about to put one on him. When a neighbor called to him and said, Ah, professor, you must love the boy. 
To which the professor replied, I do love him in the abstract, but not in the concrete. When Jesus loved those who betrayed, those who denied, and those who forsook him, my friends, he showed that love must go beyond theory and be put into practice. The mature believer is one who walks in love. And even though he may be denied, forsaken, or betrayed, he loves the principle but now, the practice. Hear the word of the Lord, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whosoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My friends, uh, we see this kind of love exemplified by Jesus. Jesus showed us that if we are to truly love, we must be willing to sacrifice ourselves. 1 John 3.16, the Bible says that we should lay down our lives for the brethren. Now, what is the Bible speaking about? Well, I want you to know it's not necessarily talking about martyrdom. It's not talking about that. But, my friends, it is calling us to recognize that in the little things, the daily things of life, we can demonstrate love to each other. Are you with me this morning? And so how can we do this? Well, the first thing we can do is speak kind words to each other. Luke chapter 4 and verse 22, and all bear him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceedeth out of his mouth. And they said, is not this the son of Joseph? Oh, my friends, let's speak kind words to each other because words can either build or break. Let's build. Let's encourage Let's be a university where encouragers are found. In the book of Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 4, this is what we read. The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. He wakeneth me morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. In the practice of love, we can speak kind words. Let's think before we speak. And let's use careful speech over careless speech. Speak kind words, but that's not all. We can develop a kind attitude towards each other. Now, as you know, attitude is nonverbal communication. And many times people can know whether we have received them or whether we are rejecting them simply by our body language. Let's be sympathetic in our listening. Let's be willing to look at people as they speak, to let them know that we are listening to what they say. Yes, my friends, let's practice love. But that's not all. Not only should we speak kind words, and not only should we have a kind attitude, but we need to do kind deeds. 
Husbands should do kind deeds for their wives. And wives should do kind deeds for their husbands. And members of the body of Christ should do kind deeds for each other. As a matter of fact, one of the things we need to do is to be a welcoming body and to welcome the stranger that comes amongst us. Dr. Harry Ironside used to tell of a congress he attended when he was still a Salvation Army officer. General William Booth was now an old man and going blind. The organizers of the meeting had hoped to have him at the Congress, but word was received that he could not attend. So they asked for a letter from him containing some message that could be shared with those who would have gathered. And while the Congress was in session, a boy came down the aisle with an envelope. It was given to the officer in charge, and as he held it up, he said, listen, a message from General Booth. It, it continued, my comrades, it contains just one word, others. That was all the old man lived for, others. And the one who is maturing in the love of God is the one who understands the value of speech. And so that person uses words to build and not break. That one uses words to affirm and encourage. That one has body language that's welcoming. That one is willing to do kind deeds to others. If we would get beyond our little circle and begin to focus on others, it's amazing what God would do for us. At my local church in Brooklyn, New Hope Family Worship Center, several years ago in the midst of a recession, I sensed the Lord saying to me that we needed to look beyond the walls of our local church and even beyond our community and begin to send barrels of food overseas. And so one Sunday morning I went, but before I went, I must tell you that I had a little conversation with the Lord. I was saying, but Lord, you're, you're asking me to send food. And Lord, the food that we would get is not even enough for our congregation or the community. But the Lord said, I want you to do it. I want you to challenge the congregation to send barrels of food overseas monthly. And so I went and I stood before the congregation and I said, church, I sense that the Lord is saying to us that we need to look beyond the four walls of our church and begin to see the bigger picture, that there are so many who are not as blessed as we are, and we are going to begin to reach out to them. Now, I said that knowing that we did not have enough, but would you believe by the time I got through saying that and went back to the place where I would normally stand, a woman touched my hand and said, Dr. Graham. For every barrel of food that you want to send, I will fill the barrel. Isn't God a marvelous God? Can you give him some praise and glory in this house? I discovered all God wanted me to do was to simply be obedient. That he had already worked out the plan. He already knew where the food was going to come from. Oh, my friends, let's begin to focus on others. And so in the practice of love, it calls for 
the denial of self. But that's not all. It calls also for the sacrifice of our substance. And so the Bible says if a man sees his brother in need and shuts up his bowels of compassion, how can you say that the love of God dwells in you? Oh, my friends, let us love not only in word, but in deed. But finally, there is the principle, there is the practice, but now the product. What is the product of kindness? In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 19, this is what we read. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. One of the things that we, you need to know is that when you are kind to others, what does it do? It benefits oneself. When you express kindness in words, in deeds, in attitudes, when you look beyond yourself and you seek to be a blessing to somebody else, what happens? Well, it benefits you. Hear the word of God. Proverbs eleven seventeen. This is in the NIV. Proverbs eleven seventeen. A kind man benefits himself. Proverbs eleven seventeen. Pastor Graham, what are you saying? The scripture is saying the word of God is teaching us that when we cast our bread upon the waters, it comes back. That whatsoever a man soweth, he shall also reap. I, can I say today that some of you are blessed as you are because you have parents who have been a blessing to others. And what's coming to you today is as a result of what they did. The Bible says a kind man benefits himself. When your seed is cast, when your seed is released, if it doesn't come back to you, it may come back to your children. And if not your children, your children's children, even to the third or fourth generation. And so, my friends, kindness benefits, a kind man benefits himself, but that's not all. In Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 25, the Bible helps us to understand that when we are kind, we benefit others. Others are blessed as a result of our kindness. An anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. Speak a kind word today to someone. Look for someone in need and be a blessing to them. Go alongside someone who is struggling in a particular subject area and offer your help. Yes, look for the stranger in your class. You know, the one that nobody speaks to, the one that sits alone in the cafeteria, and go and sit alongside that person and introduce yourself to them and let them know that you would be available to assist them as, they, as you continue your journey here at IWU. Friends, I think that's good preaching. Don't you think so? Let's give the Lord some praise and glory in this house. Dr. Graham, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the mature believer, the one who understands that God calls him not to be carnal, struggling in his thought life, struggling with his speech, and struggling with behavior that does not represent Christ. But he recognizes, she recognizes that God calls us to be spiritual, mature men and women in God, believers who are going to flesh out the love of God, 
And so this believer walks in love. And the Bible says love is kind. And he demonstrates kindness on a daily basis. Finally, when we are kind to others, the product of kindness, not only will it benefit you, not only will it benefit others, but finally, it honors God. Proverbs 14, 31. Hear what the Bible says. He who oppresses the poor shows contempt for their maker. But whoever is kind to the needy honors God. Now that's the word. Proverbs 14, 31. You want to honor God? Look for those who are in need and be of help to them. Sometimes it's not finance. It's not just finance that people need. Sometimes it's a smile. Is that too hard to do? Sometimes it's a, a hug. There are so many hurting people around us. And sometimes a hug. Just to let them know that you are there and you care can make a difference in that person's day, in that person's week, in that person's experience here at IWU. Student body and faculty, God is calling us to walk in love. For when we love, we demonstrate the grace of God. And you know, let's love first. Sometimes we're waiting for others to show us love before we show them love. But you know, God didn't do it like that. God did not wait for us to come to him. He came to us. Is that right? And he loved us. And now he is challenging us to do the same. Find somebody to love and love them. And the church says, amen. Can I pray for you? I got 25 seconds. <laughs> Let's stand. Can I ask you to take the hand of your neighbor? Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we have heard about the principle, the practice, and the product of love. Now help us today to flesh it out. Help us today to not only be a hearer, but a doer of the word. This we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody says, let's love each other.